Well, hello there. It is Henry Harris. Welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, the big two, know there's a God and don't believe in idols. Okay, and let us begin. We're going to jump right into the topic itself because really, as I've expressed in the past, we're reading, we're reading in this week's portion, the Ten Commandments. And the first of those two are to know there is a creator, Anochi Hashem I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. That's commandment number one, which is the source for belief, positive affirmation of a single simple source. And Lo Elohim Acherim Al Panai. You should not have other other gods, other powers before me. That's a prohibition, not to ascribe power to something other than the single simple source. And as I've expressed many times, the overall foundation of this spiritual foundations of mental health is the idea that we are accomplishing a great mitzvah. We're accomplishing a couple of great mitzvahs every time we revisit and are curious once again, what do I know is true about my feelings, my moods, my my psychological experience? There is at the root of all of that inquiry is the fulfillment of the commandment to know there's a God and the commandment not to believe in idols. And how does that work? Well, it looks like I'm having an experience. I'm having an experience all the time. I'm having feelings. I'm having moods. I'm having um, a whole variety and a whole spectrum of, of kind of flows that flow through me. And it is the most normal and natural human human um, endeavor to when, when we feel those feelings to look around and think like, well, where's that coming from? That's coming from the traffic. That's coming from the disagreeableness of my spouse. That's coming from the underperformance of my child. It's coming from my own underperformance. It's coming from my lack of clarity about a certain problem, A, P, A, B, or C. That's what it might look like. Or alternatively, I have a nice warm feeling and I think, where's that coming from? Oh, that's coming from the fact that I'm on vacation. That's coming from the fact that I, um, I'm, I'm making more money these days. It, it, it could be a variety of places that I look to and identify, oh, that's the source. That is the source of my darker feeling, my warmer feeling. And that would be a misunderstanding. And innocently, but very humanly, we run after that explanation, and then we start to get busy with an analysis, an analysis that's that's built on a false premise, right? The 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 feelings of my life and the moods and the experiences they're valuable. I should I, I certainly want to acknowledge them and treat them with some measure of um, respect. In the same way that I would want to treat anybody's feelings with respect. I don't want to disregard or overlook or be dismissive, disrespectful of anybody's feelings. Certainly not my, certainly not my own. On the other hand, there is a way of respecting myself and the feelings that I'm having without necessarily um, accepting and embracing those feelings as a, as, as kind of a thing that is happening because of something in the world, you know, as if it's like a reality that is needing to be dealt with. 
it it could be viewed alternatively as this is a flow. It's like a weather experience. And weather kind of has a way of coming and going. And I don't necessarily need to get involved in uh, understanding the source of the weather or how to prevent the weather or how to change the weather. I can relate to the weather. I can relate to it. I can acknowledge, okay, I want to be present to the weather. Maybe it'll affect how I go get dressed in the morning. But I, I don't, I don't organize my life around fixing or solving or managing weather or avoiding it for that matter. In that same way, the feelings and moods and flows that we have coming through us, it is a profound and wonderful spiritual truth to know there's only one source for how all of that stuff is flowing, how it's all happening. And it's a great accomplishment to acknowledge and, and to acknowledge um, and affirm the truth of that. Even if it doesn't change my feelings in a given moment, it's an extraordinary fulfillment of a mitzvah, the mitzvah of knowing there is a God. And the flip side of that is when I know, when I, when I, can, when I can turn away from the temptation to ascribe the source of that feeling, I can say, you know, it, it, it looks like it's that, it looks like it's my spouse's disagreeableness, but I, I know something about how that works. And maybe there's something I want to say to my spouse. Maybe there's something I want to learn about here, but I, I can acknowledge that it can't be coming from what they're saying. It can't can't actually be coming from what they're saying or they're doing, the feeling that I'm having. And that is an extraordinary accomplishment, even if it doesn't change the, the, this moment's feeling. It's the accomplishment of not to believe in, the, in idolatry, not to ascribe power to something other than the single simple source. And that is, those are these two commandments. And it's, it's the degree to which we have room in our life for a world in which there's only one single simple source is the degree to which the world is a place that we can be unconditionally. It's a world that's safe. It's a world that's healthy. It's a world that I can be in my life and I have room to be with the unfinished aspects of my life, knowing that the journey of my life includes the revelation of new things. I can be now with lack of clarity, lack of understanding, lack of happiness or whatever it might be that I'm lacking, knowing that whatever lack I am experiencing or whatever discomfort I'm experiencing is part of a world that is flowing and that is safe and that is healthy and is designed to allow me to be a partner in bringing forth something new, in glimpsing something new, that I am a vehicle through which flow flows. And to the degree that I don't get busy analyzing and trying to kind of manage the flow, I'm much more likely to experience and notice new, helpful, spiritual, practical insight that just allows me to step the next step in my life. That, that is what we're trying to do here is we're trying to help 
it's like the story I shared not so only a few weeks ago about listening to my my son's uh, intense emotional thunderstorm. And despite his begging me, tell me, what am I supposed to do? What does this mean? And why? How do I get rid of this? I knew I didn't have the ability to tell him something. And I also knew, I knew I didn't have the ability to tell him something for several reasons. One is because I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what, what there was to tell him exactly. Further, even if I told him something that was profoundly insightful to me, if he wouldn't see the matter for himself, it wouldn't be helpful. And ultimately, what I was most interested in teaching him was, you can be in your life and, I'm, and I'll help you. I'll help you be in your life. How will I help you? I'll help you by, by, by acknowledging that I'm not afraid. I love you. You matter to me. Your pain matters to me. Uh, I'm not being dismissive in any way of your feelings and your pain. I just don't need to, to, I don't, I don't have the need to fix your feelings. I don't have the need to, to, to drug you, to send you to an expert, to figure out a solution now for your pain, because your pain is a part of your life that flows. Your pain is a part of your life that is safe. Your pain is a part of your life that is healthy. There is an overall design here and I'm going to be with you and I'm going to communicate that to you, not through these words in this moment as you're in this great pain i'm going to communicate it to you through simply being with you through standing in my own clarity i know there's one source i know that that source makes available a whole spectrum of feelings warm feelings painful frightening feelings i know that they're safe i know that they're healthy i know i don't need to fix you and your feelings matter to me and i'm right here and i'm not going anywhere you could cry, you could yell, you could turn toward me with feelings of accusation and demands. Help me, you're not helping me. I'm here loving you and trusting that we're both safe right now and we're, we're, we're being held to the degree that we can see and do, then we should. To the degree that we don't see, we can't see something new and we're not able to take a step forward, then there's no problem in not seeing and not stand, taking a step forward. In the same way that I don't feel, I, sometimes I do feel the need to, if I'm running late for a, uh, a train, the train is not arriving and I need to take the train somewhere to get where I expect I need to get to by a certain time. I'm tempted to try and pull mentally the train down the track but at a, at a certain point, it's possible for me to appreciate, well, I, I can't. And therefore, despite the fact that I could be late, I can let go. Because what control do I have, right? And once I really glimpse, once I really, really glimpse the reality that there are things that are in my control, there are things that I have the power to make choices about, and then there are things that I don't. It's very powerful to know that life includes a space where I'm not in direct control, where my my greatest choice is simply to be present. That's a very liberating thing. It's an extraordinarily liberating thing to know that there are places in our lives that we are not in control. We need to try to come up with a way to be in control. In fact, that that would only bring about 
uh, a a um, a diminishing return on investment. It would only obstruct our capacity to be part of a solution. Knowing that there's a place that we're not in control because there is someone in control. Knowing that there are times where I'm given an opportunity to partner with that force, with that power that is in control. That's two different spaces in my life, and they're both they're all part of a safe and healthy world that includes uncomfortable feelings, feelings that I don't like, that I'd like to remove from my heart, that I don't know how to remove from my heart. That is part of a safe and healthy world. That's the world that we're living in. The world, the world that we're living in that includes the opportunity to affirm there's a creator who's creating this world right now and all the spectrum of feelings that go with it. And there's an opportunity to acknowledge that there is nothing other than that single creator. As compelling as it looks that there are things that are creating, causing, shaping other than the creator, as compelling as that looks, it's not so. It just can't be. And I get to affirm that truth and not ascribe power, not to believe in an idol, not to ascribe power to something other than, than the actual single simple source. That's There's so much of a blessing for well-being, for unconditional presence in our lives, for the ability to be with what is beyond our control and then the ability to see and step forward into what is within our choice, with what is within our, our, our capacity to exert uh, influence and, uh, and take steps forward. These two pillars are really the basis upon which all of Jewish thought rests. There's 613 commandments and our sages tell us that they can all be derived from these original two, the, the, positive commandments to, the positive commandment to affirm that there's a creator, the prohibition of not to believe in, in, in idols, all positive, proactive commandments derive in their core from the mitzvah of Amunah, from the mitzvah to know there's a single simple source, all prohibited activities derive from the prohibition of not to believe in, a, in an idol, not to give power to something other than the creator. With these two foundations, a, a, a door opens up, uh, the world opens up for us, the ability to be in this world and navigate it with strength, with humility, with tremendous productivity and creativity. Mm -hmm.